Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast and another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast covering the Chicago Bears matchup. That's right. It's the rematch, and I am joined, of course, by a man who knows a little bit about beating the Chicago Bears, guy who did it a couple times, guy who had a couple picks against the Chicago Bears, interception leader, all pro, Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. What's up, man? Not too much, not too much. Just enjoying the week. It was supposed to be a winter week, but we're getting a little bit of sun up here in Canada. So hopefully that bodes well for Chicago as well. If it's warm in Canada, it can't be too cold in Chicago, right? Right. I mean, it's cold in Houston, so. Is it? Oh, I mean, yeah, down here. I mean, for 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 down here, it's probably not Canada cold. It's Chicago <laughs> cold, but it's uh, it's cold down here. But yeah, I mean, if if the weather is somewhat warm, chilly in Chicago, should be a great day for the Lions. And that's the thing; it's always just better when the sun's out there a little bit. The Lions playing in a dome playing a lot of games inside for the whole season in general. This is pretty much it for the winter games. Of course, they are going to go down to San Francisco, and you have made it clear that San Francisco can get pretty cold as well. But it's not going to be Chicago. It's not going to be Philly until maybe the playoffs. So this is going to be a little bit different. Do you prepare a little bit different ahead of these cold weather games, ahead of a game at Soldier Field? Nah, man. <laughs> I don't prepare. No different. Practice, practicing in the cold is worse than playing in the cold. So, in the games, I never wore sleeves. Right? Didn't matter how cold it was, I didn't wear sleeves. In practice, man, I'm going out there with a hoodie on, uh, long sleeves, pants, tights. Hey, ski mask, everything. I'm trying to be as warm as possible in practice. Because in practice, you don't have the heaters on the sideline. You don't have the big jackets. You don't have the heated benches that you sit on. The fields are not heat. Like, you don't have all that stuff in practice. Because practice, so practice is cold. The games, you know, the adrenaline, the heat. The heat on the sideline, the jackets, and this. Like, sometimes sometimes it gets hot on the sideline, even though it's a cold game, right? So you don't prepare any different. You, I'm not going out to practice with no sleeves on to get prepared to go play in Chicago with no sleeves on. Nah, 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 nah. Not me. If I'm going to be cold. And I remember one year, I remember one year in, uh, when I was in Detroit. Might have been right before the, the Snow Bowl in Philly. Might have been before the snowball in Philly. Uh, one of those games that we had where it was like we had a cold game coming up, and that's what we tried to do. It was like, man, we going out to practice with no sleeves. Like, come on, everybody, we going. Man, it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. Practice was over with. Everybody running inside, jumping in the hot tub, in the sauna. Like, man, it was the worst thing ever. So, okay. nah, you don't do – I don't do anything different, but stay warm in Detroit. And then when it's time to go outside and play the cold, it's just time to go outside and play in the cold. 
Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Well, and that makes sense too, right? You're preparing by practicing in it. You know, the elements are the elements. It's cold in Detroit, cold in Chicago. So that all does make sense. And then when you get to the game, so it is quite a bit warmer on game day. And that that does make sense is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. You know, like I say, it's going to be cold. And like I say, my experience is coming from a guy that played every every defensive snap for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure the guys that are on special teams, you know, maybe they're warmer because they got the big heater blowers on the sideline. So you're standing close by the heater blower the whole time. Until it's time for you to go out there and run for a play, and then you come back and get by the heater blower, right? I don't know. But, you know, you have guys who don't play as much, and maybe they just stand around and get cold or whatever. I don't know. But for me, game days, you know, I think it maybe was mental as well. It's just like, you know, it's time to go play. I ain't worried about the cold. But when I come to the sideline, I need my jacket, I need my beanie, and I need my spot on the bench. So I can stay warm. And then before I go out, I'm standing in front of the heater blower until it's time to like go. Like I ain't like we had those TV timeouts. I'm not standing out there on the field the whole time. I'm on the sideline in front of the heater blower. And then once the referee starts saying, okay, all right, it's time. It's almost time to get back. Then I'm running back out there and getting in the huddle and getting ready to play. It sounds like you had it down to an art science science art it's all beautiful all made at work and hopefully the lions are listening to this and taking some plays out of glover quinn's playbook because they've struggled in the past in cold weather games they've also had a lot of success in cold weather games they beat the green bay packers and got stomped by the carolina panthers in their two coldest games last year yeah i mean i think the lions would be excited they like you say it's kind of like think about going to work right and you've been on vacation, maybe, and you got five more weeks of vacation. You just got to go work one day. Yeah, work one day. Like, you're probably showing up to work happy. Like, man, I got one day of work, right? I think that's how the lines are going to look at this. They got one cold game. Got one. Like, they're going to be excited to go out and play in the cold. It's Chicago. That has a lot to do with it as well, for me at least. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like playing cold games in awful cities, right? If I'm going to play a cold game, at least let it be in something like that's known for being cold, right? Let it be in Green Bay. Let it be in Chicago. Let it be in some of these places where historically you can look back at like the Ice Bowl and Lambeau Field and be like, you know what, man? When I played in Lambeau, it was 15 degrees outside. I had one of those games, right? Don't let me go play in the cold and I don't even know. I don't even know. But I don't want to do it. 
But Chicago, I think they'll be excited. Chicago is a it's a cool city. It's Christmas time. It's gonna be beautiful. The energy in the city is gonna be high more than likely. And I, I expect the Lions to come out with some energy uh, and have fun playing in the cold. You do much exploring when you went to Chicago on those away games, or save that for the off season. Off season, I never left outside of the preseason. I don't leave. I didn't leave the hotel. Perfect. I didn't leave the hotel. Outside All about of the business. Yeah, outside of the preseason, I didn't leave the hotel. Love it. Absolutely love it. You weren't getting fined for coming in past curfew by any. <laughs> Nah. nah, absolutely love that and love the fact that we've got a chance to correct the record on what happened against the Chicago Bears last time because the Bears definitely feel like they can beat the Lions and that shouldn't happen. The Bears should know their place in the NFC North. The Lions beat the Bears and letting them hang around and letting them almost come away with the win. You know, they're going to be fired up and I don't like that. So now it's time to fix that. Yes, I, I I think so. I think, you know, the the Lions need to play really well, make a statement on how things are going to be going forward. Chicago shouldn't be um, even close. I just did a podcast with the uh, with the um, with the Bears, uh, Chicago Bears podcast, and I gave the Lions like a 14, 13 point win. It's like for real, yes. We got the show. I said we're not gonna let the lion, the bears, hang around like we did last time. We're not looking past them to Thanksgiving and all this and this and that. We're gonna go take it to the bears, just like we supposed to. Yeah, taking care of business like you're supposed to, like you need to, and that was the problem last time. It's just self-inflicted wounds. Three interceptions from Jared Goff, a fumble from Craig Reynolds. That's four turnovers in that game. Continued against the Packers with three fumbles from Goff. Just can't have that. And Justin Fields, as a runner, he did a lot, 100 yards rushing, but only 169 yards passing because the Lions just kept putting him in prime opportunity to take away points by turning it over. Yeah, and I mean, just, I mean, the Jared Goff didn't play well against um chicago that was the start i think of of a bad couple weeks of football for jared goff um you know justin fields i thought played pretty good moved around a little bit you know i didn't think he was trying to be an aggressive runner but i think he was excited to be back i think that was his first game back playing um i think he was excited to be back he played well he moved around got guys open made good throws um but down the stretch they couldn't keep it up you know, but Jared Goff didn't do anything to help the the Lions. The, they they didn't win that game because of Jared Goff. Uh, I think they won that game in spite of how Jared Goff played. But I think Jared Goff will right the ship, and I think they'll win this game not in spite of Jared Goff, but because of how he's going to play. It's going to be cold in Chicago. It's the windy city, so the wind's probably going to be picked up a little bit as well. So it's going to have to be good, clean football to go into Chicago and win. They do have the number one rush defense or a top rush defense in the league. So it's going to be tough to probably just sit there and run the ball. You're going to have to make some timely throws in key situations, and I think he'll be able to do that. And I absolutely agree, especially because last time it just it didn't click. The wide receiver two last time for Jared Goff ended up being Jameer Gibbs. We saw Amon Ross St. Brown. He caught eight balls for 77 yards and a TD. But outside of Jameer Gibbs, 
who had six receptions. Sam Laporta had three for 18 yards, not 20 yards from Sam Laporta. Jamison Williams, two receptions. Now we went for 44 yards, but you need a wide receiver too. That isn't a running back. Laporta had to step up. Jamison had to step up. Josh Reynolds, only one reception. Khalif Raymond, only one reception. Someone needed to step up and they didn't. This time, I think they've got the options. It's just who is going to be the guy that steps up and says, hey, this is my time to shine. Take some pressure off of Monroe St. Brown, who's going to produce no matter what. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I honestly think this is a good game for, for the running backs. Honestly, I think, you know, when those guys told me that Chicago had a top run defense, um, I wondered, was it because they really played good against the run or just other factors that led yeah. to them having a top defense? I don't know. I mean, Khalil Mack, he says, has 15 sacks on the season, right? I didn't know Khalil Mack had 15 sacks. So I don't think we want to get into a game where we're just dropping back and passing the ball and letting Khalil Mack, you know, ru ruin the he's, game. He's for on the us. Chargers now, though. He he does have 15. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's on the Chargers. I don't know why. I don't know why he brought up Khalil Mack. Oh, probably just better Bears fan. Was, yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, I I don't I don't think we want to get into that type of game anyway. I think we want to control the ball. Um. David Montgomery's going back to Chicago. You know, I think they're going to let him run the ball and let Jameer Gibbs run the ball and mix in some some play action passes here or there. I think I think the the O line will come into play big time this game, and I think I think the lines will control the line of scrimmage and make this a game that they assert their dominance, to say the least. And that kind of became the problem last time is they got down on the Bears early and then they started to turn the ball over through the air. So they had to pass more and more. David Montgomery ends the day with 12 carries for 76 yards, eight carries for Jameer Gibbs. He gets 36. So they go for over 100 yards against the Bears. It just didn't feel dominant. It didn't feel like when you see those stats in hindsight, it's like, I don't remember going over 100 yards against the Bears. It didn't feel like that. So I think this is the kind of game where the Bears or the Lions turn it around. And when I see the Bears have the top run defense, that stat to me says, okay, weren't you getting burned in the air all through the season? They've kind of put it together over the past couple of weeks. But a lot of the time when teams have a good run defense, it's because teams are choosing to pass on them because it's easier. Right. And, and that's why I said I wanted to kind of see why did the Chicago Bears have the top run defense? It's hard, you know, when you look at their schedule, you look at their record, you look how they've been playing to sit here and say, um, you know, wow, this or that. Like, having a number one run defense and teams are not trying to run the ball on you, that you're going to, that's, that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, they're trying to run the ball and you're just stopping them and you're big run stuffers. Um, I thought the Lions ran the ball well against them. In the last game they played probably helped get them back in the game a little bit. So I, I think, I think the Lions should, should do well. Um, coming off of a road win in, in New Orleans, you know, getting off to a great start and, and losing it later in the game. I think they'll come out with it and have another great start. And I think they'll try to to really maintain it because you got to start playing good football these last stretch of the season. You got to start playing good football. And 
you know, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's uh, Philly, depending on how the season shakes out, they're probably going to have to go on the road if they get that two or three seed in the playoffs. And they could get the one. They got a good good shot down the stretch. Um, but say they get the two or three, you're going to have to go to San Fran or you're going to have to go to Philly. It's going to be cold, especially if you got to go to Philly. So this is their only opportunity to get a cold game. So they got to go out and they got to play well in this moment. And so heading into this matchup, this rematchup, where you know the Bears are going to be coming out fired up, you know the Lions are also going to be fired up because it's their last game outside in the cold, and they have a chance to prove to the Bears that it was a fluke. What are you expecting to see from the Lions, from Jared Goff, from Dan Campbell? Well, I expect to see a, a higher level of execution um, from the offense, right? Going on the road, in the, in the conditions, you're going to have to play well. You're going to have to play uh, mistake-free. You can't beat yourself with penalties. We've seen that, you know, Chicago can play with you guys if you don't play up to your standard of, of ball. So you're going to have to come in with a with a high-end level of uh, focus and, and really have a one-track mind, and that's to go out there and take care of business. And I think if they do that, I think we'll see the O-line locked in. I think we'll see those guys moving people. I think David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs will be really good running the ball. Um, I think Jared Goff will be better. Um, he doesn't really play great in the cold. Uh, but I think if we can keep the pressure off him with the run game, um, I think I think he'll be fine. I, like I said, I think they're looking at this as, hey, this is our one opportunity to have a cold game to just get a feel for before we get into the playoffs. And so I think they'll be up for the task. And so I, I, I think the Lions will play their best game that we've seen in the last few weeks, and we'll start to see, okay, we saw flashes of it last week. I think this week we'll see a more complete game, and we'll say, okay, okay. So it was just a it was just a midseason little lull that they went through, and now they're they're coming out on the other side getting ready to make a run down the stretch. And it's December football now. This is when things start heating up. They start getting serious. So four quarters of clean football, offense, defense, special teams. I don't think that's too much to ask for. And I don't think the Lions will accept anything but that. Because last time we've talked about it, it was not clean football. And really, they just got beat by Justin Fields in his legs and DJ Moore through the air. DJ Moore, seven catches for 96 yards. And that was it from the pass catchers. Cole Komet was the second leading receiver, three grabs, 11 yards. So it was just Justin Fields locking in on his top wide receiver and then over 100 yards rushing. The running game for the uh, Chicago Bears, 2.3 yards per carry when you remove what Justin Fields did. So running backs did nothing. So when you know last time it was just these two guys that beat you, what are you doing as a defense to adjust or maybe refocus? I mean, I think I I don't think they do anything different. You know, I mean, I think seven catches, 96 yards, that's not world beaterish if you're the only guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think Justin Fields rushing for 100 yards. I don't think that beats you, right? We saw that last game. It didn't beat them. 
And I think if the Lions don't have four turnovers or whatever it was, I don't think it's a close game. I think if they played halfway decent in the first half, it's not even close. Um, So I don't think you do really anything different. Obviously, you know those two guys are going to be the guys. You knew that going into last game. You're going to know that going into this game. So I don't think they're going to do really anything different other than just try to play better football. And I love to hear that because when you look at the box scores and you actually remember what happened in that game against the Bears, three tackles for loss from Brian Branch. He played extremely well. Eight tackles for loss on the day by the Lions defense. They really were stuffing the Chicago Bears in the backfield. Aiden Hutchinson had a sack. Ali McNeil had a sack. And unfortunately, he's on injured reserve. So we're going to need more interior defensive linemen to step up. Recently signed Tyson Alualu, another 36-year-old, to the practice squad. Lions sure love their 36-year-olds. Right. And, I mean, Bruce Irvin was a good pickup, right? And I was telling the other podcast, to see them make a move like that, that just shows you that they feel like they need another pass rusher. They need somebody that can help them get pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, Bruce Irvin has been deep in the playoffs, won Super Bowl, made big plays in this league. So let's add him in, although he's 36 we don't need him for the future. We need him for right now, and he can give us something right now. We're not asking for a full season. We're asking for about eight games, right? We got five left and possibly three in the playoffs. That's all we need from you, Bruce, and hopefully you can be a two-time Super Bowl champion after that. So go and, go and get those guys, you know, get them on the practice squad, let them get some reps in, and, and then call them up. It's time for we need to go to work. We need you. We need we, they know they're gonna have to beef up the D line to to make it in the playoffs. You know, the the teams are physical, they run in the ball. Um they just they just gonna have to have it. So sign those guys. You don't need them for the future, you just need them for right now. And everyone got a little bit worried yesterday when Bruce Irvin wasn't out there to start practice. And then it turns out no, the NFL just thought he played too good and decided to drug test him right at the start of practice. They will do that. And I don't even understand. Like, why do you drug test a guy that wasn't even playing? Why Why is he doing anything if he's not playing? Do you think he's going to be like, oh, I just got signed. Let me take a let me sh- take a round of something. Like, that don't even make sense, but whatever. Yeah, we've seen it too many times now. You have too good of a game. The NFL is going to come knocking on your door and ask you to pee in a cup. They will do that. They will do that. <laughs> they will do that. It's so crazy. I haven't when I think about it, I haven't taken a drug test since I retired. Normal people, regular day-to-day <laughs> people in their day-to-day lives don't have to take drug tests very often. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, that's it, funny. It's a different world, but I'm excited to see this Lions team get back on track against the Chicago Bears. And they're getting healthy again. I know Ali McNeil, he's on injured reserve, but it sounds like he's kind of going to be that four-week injured reserve. Let him rest up. Let him get healthy for the playoffs. But Alex Anzalone is back. He's practicing in full after missing this past game. Jonah Jackson, who missed the last game against the Chicago Bears, that left guard, he's back as well. Um, We'll see about Frank Ragnow, whether or not he plays, but... The Lions are healthier than they've been in a little while. Yeah, and that's and that's good. Like I said, especially Jonah having another game on his belt. Like I said, I don't know about Frank, but I know Graham can step in and, and be a big key contributor on his O-line because games like this is where you really lean on your O-line 
to be able to control the line of scrimmage and run the ball on the road in the elements. It is this this game says nothing. It, it says nothing more than the O line. We're gonna see just how good the Lions O line is, and if they if they are what we think they are, the Lions will be in good shape. And so to just have guys getting healthy towards the end of the season, that's what you want because injuries are gonna happen for it to every team. It's just all about when they happen. And so for the Lions to start out fast, go through a little lull in the middle of the season, we'll deal with injuries and this and that and this and that, and now you're coming out on the other side of that, guys getting healthy a few weeks before the playoffs so now they can get more reps, get back in game shape, get back sharp in what they're trying to do. And so that, like I say, you, you're just trying to be playing your best football come January. And hopefully James Houston's going to be back in a matter of time. CD do CJ GJ. Hopefully he's back soon. Love to see these players getting healthy. And people are noticing how dominant this Lions offensive line has been. Pro Bowl voting came out. And I don't understand why they do the Pro Bowl voting so, so early when there's still so many games left. But they announced the top 10 in the fan vote for all the teams. Lions had two players on the offensive line in the top 10 at their position. Ragnow, Frank Ragnow, the center. He is fourth among centers across the NFL. Panay Sewell, fourth among offensive tackles. Also, Amon Ross St. Brown, fourth at the wide receiver position. So people are taking notice of this Lions offensive line. And how do you not notice Amon Ross St. Brown? Right, right, right. Yeah, the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl voting is, you know... I mean, I've always had my feelings about it, and you know, I I don't know if it was just my growing up around the game of watching the game, but I just I feel, I just had I had a lot of respect for the Pro Bowl, so I could look in the mirror and say, I ain't have a great season. I didn't have a Pro Bowl season. Right. But nowadays you see guys that don't even really have any plays asking for Pro Bowl votes. Like, like what are we doing? Like, that's always been my thing. And, I, and I've always felt like, and I say this every year, but I feel like the league should have a different voting system for the Pro Bowl. And I probably said it last year, but I, I said just because you don't win a Grammy doesn't mean you didn't create a project that was Grammy worthy. That's why they put such emphasis on the Grammy nominations. You can have an artist that say they've been nominated for 25 Grammys. They may have only won three, but they've been nominated. That means they have been putting out quality work to where they can be nominated for a Grammy. I feel like you should do the same thing with the NFL, the Pro Bowl. Hey, guys, we have a whole Pro Bowl nomination show, right? Everybody in the NFL don't deserve to be on the Pro Bowl ballot if we want to have any kind of prestige around the Pro Bowl. So we should be able to have a committee of coaches, media, former players, anybody, developer, whatever, to where we can look at the film, we can look at the numbers, we can look at the situation and say, hey, guys, 
these right here are your Pro Bowl nominees. These are the guys that's been having a Pro Bowl-worthy season. Now, you go and vote from these guys to actually make the Pro Bowl games. And now you can put on your resume that I was a four-time Pro Bowl nominee. I only made the Pro Bowl once, but I was a four-time Pro Bowl nominee. And that shows other teams when you're talking contract negotiations. Hey, this kid had four seasons that he was playing at a really high level. The fans and stuff like that only voted him in once, but that don't count against what he's done as a player. And I think that puts more prestige on it to where now you feel like it's a true honor to make the Pro Bowl, whereas I don't think it's a true honor anymore. I think it's more so who got the best fans, who got the most fans, and who can have a decent enough season. Like I just say, I see guys asking for Pro Bowl votes, and I'm like, bro, what Like, what have you done to say you should be a Pro Bowler? It's almost become a popularity contest. And I don't mean to say that the Miami Dolphins players don't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl, but they led at most positions. Miami Dolphin, Miami Dolphin, Miami Dolphin, Dallas Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy. It's just the fans, the passion comes out and people vote. And it's not to say that those players don't deserve it, but it just becomes a popularity contest rather than a true indicator of your skill. Because oftentimes, too, the Pro Bowl is a year late. You had a someone has a really good season, let's say in 2022. People didn't really talk about it until 2023. And now that player is a pro bowler in 2023 after a down season. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I felt like I was victim to the pro bowl stuff for, for a few times. I felt like I had a couple pro bowl worthy seasons. Didn't, didn't get anything for them. And so that's just kind of how I feel now. That's how I felt during the time and it may be because I was the one falling victim to the popularity right there were times where you know guys would make the Pro Bowl and they only played in seven or eight games and I'm just sitting there like how does this guy make the Pro Bowl he didn't even play this year like and I'm out there working my tail off playing every game every freaking snap and you don't even get an alternate like so that's kind of how I feel about it. But I've always felt like the the prestige comes from it being an honor. And then I think you get more guys that will participate because it really feels like an honor. Now I think it's just like whatever, man. I don't think I don't think Pro Bowls on the on on your resume move the needle too much anymore. Not, yeah, not the way that they used to, anyways. But yeah. With the Pro Bowl coming up, that'll be quite a while before it's officially all decided. It's just it's just wild to me that they've already decided the fan voting top 10, that that's already wrapped up. But here we are, and here we are ready to take on the Chicago Bears once again. Glover, any final thoughts, any score predictions on this one with Chicago? Um, I mean, final thoughts, I, 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 I look forward to watching the Lions play a stellar football game on the road. I, I think we're, we're waiting for that signature performance. And I know it's against Chicago, but it's a divisional team. It's on the road. It's in the elements. I think we're looking for that to, to give people more confidence that the Lions can go on the road in the playoffs 
and wind in inclement weather if it has to. So I have the lines, you know, I don't have them scoring 30 plus points, but I do have them scoring 27 and I have Chicago. There are NFL football teams, so I'm giving them 14. So I got the lines 27, 14 in Chicago. 27, 14 probably should have been the score of the last game that the lions played against the bears, but Jared Goff and the offense turned the ball over. Don't expect that to continue. Things are going to get better from here. 27-14 W for the Detroit Lions. Can't wait to see this game. Can't wait for a bounce back, get right game from the Detroit Lions and then dominate throughout the playoffs, throughout the rest of December. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.